brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and road trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer, take a shot, and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We appreciate you spending your Easter weekend with us. My name is Quimby. I am alongside a panel of distinguished degenerates. <laughs> uh, to my Accurate. right. <laughs> Hollis Tag Thomas, what's up, brother? Chilling. I would say chilling, but we, we, as you know, we're sweating our tush off. Oh, God, it is hot. I know you guys don't want to hear it because uh, as Sack told us before the show, uh, <laughs> Philly hit a balmy 48 today. We hit a balmy 96 down here, and uh, the Papagayo winds are in, and uh, the brush fires are everywhere because they haven't had rain since December 26th, and uh, it's it's – it's a little warm down here, and I know not a single one of you have any <laughs> anything but bad things to wish yeah. upon us. There, there, there's, there's no respect coming. I get it. I get it. But Michael, shut up, Diaz. What's happening, brother? What's up, my man? Happy to be here. Happy to always have you, even though I always tell you it's happy to not have you. <laughs> Sackmaster, Sack Attack, Reggie. Why did we all do that at a different time? Come on. Yeah, we just, yeah, we're, we're like a band. We can't perform in all these different spots. We'll be in the studio in what, like a month or so. Everything will be back to normal. Things will be great. Three weeks. Three, Three weeks from tomorrow. Three weeks from tomorrow, we are back in studio. Well, no. Yeah. No, two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks from Really? Yeah. Two weeks. Nice. We only have two weeks left down here? <sighs> this sucks. Oh. Countdown is on. It's all right. Every Costa Rica resident's ready to get me out of here, so <laughs> it's probably better. Sackmaster, uh, how you doing, brother? How was your first baseball brunch show on Fox Sports The Gambler this weekend? Gentlemen, this has been a fantastic week. The debut of baseball brunch this past Sunday was awesome with Murph. We had a great time. Uh, turns out, guys, I don't have any blood clots in my lungs anymore. I got my CAT scan results back, so I'm clear of that. I got the first COVID vaccine shot on Thursday, and the Phillies won on opening day. It's been a fantastic week in the life of Sackmaster, baby. Yo, Sack, I got a question. Don't you? I got my shot a couple weeks ago, my first shot. Uh, don't you feel like a sense of renewal or like you feel like, yes, like we're back, even though it's just one shot and you still got to wait and everyone else has got to do it too. It's like we're getting back to normal. It's a it's a weird feeling. As compared to the hot trash that I felt three months ago, this is this is night and day. But hey, <laughs> see, now, if I didn't like Rachel so much, there'd have been so many jokes I could have gone with uh, <laughs> on that one. But <laughs> and of course, our producer slash Kyle slash 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 the gobbler. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we, we got to get back in studio. You know, guys. Yeah, Krusty uh, Kyle got a new uh, new poster in the background or something like that. Oh, courtesy of Scott, you know, got yeah. got to spruce the place up a little bit. But <laughs> uh, the the towels stay. Ah. Well, I mean, they're permanently ingrained into the wall now. They're yeah, they're they're part of the, sure. They're part of if the you, room. If you touch them, they'll shatter. <laughs> no, I was, don't, don't move the tack. I was about to say it seems to be seems to be some new towels up there. I don't know what you're doing lately, sir. Sorry, that I have the same side. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you what he was doing. Uh, anyway, you guys, it is week ten on the I'd pipe Sean McVay's fiance list. Mm. Sorry, it's fiance now. In case you didn't know uh, that, it is. Oh, well, then it's week one. 
Yet it is week one of yet. <laughs> That's a like, good one, Diaz. Yeah. Good work. Very Solid. good. So, uh, everybody, still pipe Sean's fiance? Damn, Skippy. Hell yeah. Deepest apologies. Deepest apologies, though. We all, uh, have you ever seen the movie Runner Runner with Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake when he's running a sports book down in Costa Rica here? It's great. They, 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 they uh, Ben Affleck's character says, we all know anytime you say good luck, sir, it means F you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we also decided that deepest apologies also means the same thing. <laughs> good luck, Wimby. <laughs> hey Diaz, nice to see you. <laughs> How many ones can we come up with? Everybody, we got a packed, packed show tonight. When I say packed, I, I literally mean we have more content than we've had in in months. So we're gonna try to jump into it real quick. Hollis has got a quick uh what happened this week in Hollis history and what happened this week in sports history. So let's let him hit it right now, and then when we come back, I'm gonna hit sponsors and then we're gonna get into Eagles, 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 Eagles. Go Birds. Go Birds. Well, today is April the 3rd, 2021. It's the 93rd day of the year. There's only 272 of these puppies left. We're going to start off with some national holidays. Today is Fish Finger Custard Day. Fish Fingers and Custard Day is also Chocolate Moose Day. It's Love Your Children Day. Party Hard Day. (laughs) And, and (laughs) And it's Holy Saturday. Uh, I only have a couple of events here because uh, I wanted to make this quick because I wanted to get into what we were talking about. The events are as followed. April the 1st, 1972, the MLB staged their first collector strike. And it play, and it, and, uh, it play, play resumed on April the 13th, uh, 1972 because they increased their pension. On April the 2nd in 1995, the longest strike in, 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 in any pro sport known to man. They're, they're, and they're MLB. The, Yep, MLB strike. They they struck for two hundred and thirty two days. It's the only it's the only pro sport that's ever lost their postseason. And it was uh, the start of the conflict of interest within MLB because sorry, Zach, what do you got? No, he said it's the only one, but the lockout in the NHL in 2004-2005 cost their whole season, so they did not award a Stanley Cup that year. I, I think we're talking about sports that matter. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, Zach, that is true, but this is the this is the only this is the first one that to this point that had come to uh because of labor. Yeah, because because of of the players. Because of the players instead of the owners. But don't don't forget what era that started. Steroid era. Yeah, absolutely. When MLB just turned a blind eye and then all of a sudden they became the good cop. They had to. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to turn the blind eye and uh, cycle too. We'll we'll get into that later, Sack. But I had a couple of quick birthdays. Uh, uh, today's Alec Baldwin's birthday, uh, Eddie Murphy's birthday, Adam Scott's birthday, and uh, it's also uh, my buddy uh, Brandon Graham. Today's Brandon Graham. Uh, happy BG. birthday! Hey, BG, BG. So uh, today's today's story is about is about getting ready getting ready for a game, coming out and warming up, and getting ready for a game, and then the the coach looks at you. Looks at you as one of the players because we always wanted to break it down and uh, and uh, give give the uh, guys that break it down for me, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and give that give that give that uh that, that, that pep talk to everybody. So uh, I know Trey Trey used to be real good at it, and Trotter when we could understand it was good at it, and occasionally they, they let Darwin Walker do it. Well, they let me. Well, they let they started let me do it, and I didn't have a speech. All I would say was uh, kick ass on three. <laughs> nice <laughs> one, nice. two, three, kick ass, and which 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 brings us up to what we're about to do in a, in a minute. 
Yeah, and kick I, ass or jackass. Yeah, well, no, we're going to be doing kick ass and jackass or jackass at the top of the hour. Just so you guys know, it's all April Fools. Oh, cool. So if you don't have these ones, these ones in your arsenal, you will now. You will now. <laughs> but uh, so everybody, real quick, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and download us on iTunes or Google Play by searching for Green Legion Radio. You can also search for Green Legion Radio on the simplest way to get all four shows. Green Legion Radio, Get Tanked Happy Hour, Ice the Shorts, Winter Sports, and Baseball Brunch. Just download the iHeartRadio app and you get all four shows there. Um, everybody, Green Legion Radio is brought to you by Bud Light, Stateside Vodka and Bourbon, MCS Construction Services, the largest residential contractor in the Philadelphia area, theneckSip.com, as in choke out Diaz, theneckSip.com. <laughs> Hands-free drinking, it's great for children's birthday parties as well. All the Kavanaugh's restaurants, Kavanaugh's River Deck, Kavanaugh's Head House, Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse, our good friend Paul working in the basement bar over there, and Kavanaugh's University City. I will get it out at some point today. Mm. All the beautiful ladies working their way through med school and, and law school over at Delilah's. Make sure you get over there and support them. All City Fitness, Philadelphia locations, and across the bridge at Echelon Health and Fitness, and, of course, Bucks County Baseball Company. All right, everybody, we have a packed, packed Eagles show for you tonight. We're also going to talk a little baseball. Of course, Phillies won their uh, their season opener against the Braves. That was nice. That score would have been drastically different had that wind not been blowing 82 miles an hour into center field. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. Freddie Freeman, uh, Acuna, uh, well, Harper would have had one that went out of left field had that not been the, the case. But we're also going to get to the N- uh, NBA and the Sixers. Where's Ben Simmons been since the All-Star break? Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid's return and uh, the sinking ship that is your Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, my God. Wait a second. So we have hopes of a goalie for one year, and all of a sudden we have our franchise goalie, and now we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. How long are the fans going to wait, Quimby? He was drafted five years ago. How long do we have to wait? How long? Look, it's ridiculous. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. What do you know, Flyers fan? Look at <laughs> I'm kind of looking like I'm looking at you guys like Sachs looking at you guys because I, I know the he's got baseball. He doesn't care anymore. I, I, he's he's on cloud nine. I've got nothing. <laughs> Neither do the Flyers. Oh yeah! Again, again, nothing. Keep going, Quimby. Love you. Yeah, mean it. So, <laughs> Eagles. All right. Obviously, the elephant in the room discussion for today is the trade, uh, trading down. There's a lot of things to talk about on this, more so than we actually. If you do what what we do here at Green Legion Radio and dissect the ever ever loving crap out of everything, you're, you you might hear some things that a lot of your professional broadcasters in Philadelphia are not talking about <laughs> because Tank and I. Tank and I got into it pretty hard on on Tuesday, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna delve into it even more. We also want to talk about uh, what would you do with your first four picks? You have four picks in the top eighty four spots. This is the the wealthiest draft the the Eagles have had in a very very long time. I think it's eleven or twelve picks. Yep. Uh, it, it it's it's monstrous. Now we also know that we're never gonna use all these picks. How he's gonna do something strange? He's gonna obviously he's fishing for a quarterback right now. Deshaun Watson, there's a lot of massage therapists here in Philadelphia that would love to see him. Awkward. There's also a lot of massage therapists in Philadelphia that don't want to see him. So, (laughs) but there's also Russell Wilson on the table. We still don't know. You know, we are a month away from draft day. And if he figures out a way to, uh, to collateralize another, uh, another draft pick, you know, a first or second round pick, then you can probably kiss that 12th pick goodbye. And that Miami pick next year. And that Indy, that possible indie first round pick and whatever else he uh, he tries to formulate here. I won't I won't 
give any suggestions because every time I do, you know, legal's front of it, I'm met with incredulity every time. <laughs> but uh, in addition to that, we're also going to discuss the quarterback factory, the quarterback factory oh, that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it's fun. This quarterback factory, woo, more like a Chinese sweatshop. <laughs> but uh, let's let's get into the to to the uh, to the elephant in the room right now, and that's the trade. And, and we're gonna go uh, around our horn here. Uh, let's start with Diaz, and then and then Sackmaster. But Tank and I have already talked about it a little bit, and we're gonna give our take on this still. Eagles trading down, getting a first round pick from Miami uh, for next year. That's the big one. I think they picked up a fourth round as well. Third round. Third round. Third round. round, Sorry. And uh, DS, what? What? How do you feel about this situation? Uh, You know what? what I think. Give give me your whole your whole take on it. My whole take is there. There, I have two takes, and it looks like the majority of Eagles Twitter went right to the emotional take. There's two things that are going on with the Eagles. First off, the Eagles are going to be bad this year. The pro- they're not going to contend, so let's not worry about this year. But the problem is they really have a lack of superstar, stud, blue chip, just killers. The chance of getting a killer at six is a lot higher than getting a killer at 12. It's not impossible. It's just easier. But, but they are so depleted. We're going to get into what we think, what positions that the Eagles need to pick up in the draft that, uh, later on in the show. And Quimby asked me to do that. And I'm like, Quimby, everyone but a quarterback and a kicker right now. Like, I mean, they need well, a- everything. So, so I, I, bro- I broke down like you know, the sixth overall picks the last 20 years, the 12th overall picks the uh, last 20 years. We could talk about that later too. So just in short, it's kind of like, on paper, it makes sense to make that trade back uh, to pick up those two extra picks. But on the other hand, you need you need a stud, and maybe the guy that they think that they can get at six, they can get at twelve. I, you know, so we'll see how it turns out. Zach, what do you got? Listen, I would have loved to have drafted Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase with that six overall pick, um, but I, I the only part that I don't like about this trade is how early we did it. I think you could, if like, if the Dolphins wanted to make that trade on draft night with you to trade up to six, you, Howie could have held a gun to their head and held them for more ransom because the player that they wanted would have been there at six, right? I mean, to me, that's the one issue that I have with the trade. Now, listen, when you get to that spot in, you know, with the 12 pick, we already pr- pretty much know that four of the top five picks are going to wind up being quarterbacks. It's just a matter of who goes where. So, like, a lot of these players are going to drop back into that 12 area. And actually, I, I lie. I say that the one thing that ticks me off is they didn't wait until draft night at least. I, I hate the fact that he traded back behind Dallas and the Giants. Like, like I, 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 I look at that, and I'm just like, uh, like last year, CeeDee Lamb was drafted by Dallas, and they stuck it to us. This year, what are they going to do to stick it to us again this year by us being behind both of those ass-clown franchises? Like, I, I really do not look forward to that again this year. I, I think I want to just jump in, Sack. I think that the reason they did it this early was that whole trade, even with Miami and San Francisco, wasn't going to happen without this trade too. They were just like boom, boom, boom. So I think that the availability of the trade was right now. Now they could have just passed and say no. I, I tend to think sort of what the the, the Twitter verse was saying with trying to find this, uh, you know, maybe getting uh, Kyle Wilson and then trading back, but. 
don't care about what the Giants or the Cowboys do. Uh, that's another emotional thing. You got to do what's best for your team. Um, it's 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 not a real thing. Uh, you got to ignore that. I, I hear what you're saying, but who cares what they're doing? You got to care about your team, and we are just so bad right now. Tank, what's up? Uh, well, when you when you think about the draft, you uh, you don't want to get behind your uh, your conference rivals, and they they too need a linebacker, and you and you want a linebacker, and, it, and you, you, uh, I, you're, you're jumping the gun. Well, not, you don't no, know if they want a linebacker. You, I, you, I you, you have to assume that they don't because they have If, if Mackay Fiber, if, they, if, 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 if Mackay Be- uh, Parsons. Parsons, if he falls there, I guarantee you they're going to take. They're going to take it. But and, he's not going to fall there. Okay. And, 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 well, that I, I don't. I think that there's a good chance that he will. I hope he falls how, there. How, I hope he falls there. But this, this is this is my take on it. It's like everybody's talking about killer this, killer that. Why would it's like you you have your your new coach? See what you have first. Every anybody any any jackass can come out in shorts and a excuse my language, I was wobbles and, and a helmet and look good out there. It's like we could we could go get all the high price thing all, all the high price things that everybody wants, and then and then and then they'll stick up the joint, and then, then we'll be pissed off. And it's like, see what you have first. And then uh, we got to, we have the pick of some of the top players. Yeah, we have four picks of the top players. All we have to do is not mess it up and reach and not think that, and not think ourselves. If we go outside. All right, you're you're reaching past this topic right now. I'm not reaching past the topic. It's like, (laughs) you can't can't reach, you just can't reach. No, but we want to, you want to talk about the four picks. Yeah, the four picks. In the top 84. That's an entirely different segment. All yours. So let's stick. Are you going to stick, let's to the, stick on this? We're sticking on the trade right now. Well, stick, you, you stick to the trade. If you, and if you're not going to get a quarterback, you do move out that six spot. And I'm glad he did it when he did, so we can have a, so so we can have have time to think about it. Uh, Zach, I, I I can't agree with you more. This is what I brought up with Tank on uh, on, on Tuesday, and the the, the fact. Uh, all right, here here you go. All right. Denver needs a linebacker. All right, they've been looking for a stud linebacker for a while. And if they pass up on Micah Parsons, I would be shocked. But fact of the matter also is that Jerry Jones has just blown his complete wallet on the offense in the last couple of years. The only way that he has any type of formidable defense is through the draft right now. And you're finding out that Van Der Esch is a little bit of a, a little bit of a glass Joe right now. You know, we're we're talking about a linebacker core that's not not been that great. Uh, on a defense that hasn't been good at all, uh, one of the worst in the leagues, or if not the worst as far as scoring goes last year. So, I do. I he would be the most impactful defensive player, and he's also your defensive quarterback. Remember that. All right. The one thing that can, uh, Sack, I'll get to you in just a second here because it's gonna. I'm, I'm going to be on a little bit of a, a soapbox here for a moment. The element about this trade that scares me the most besides seeing a blue chipper agreeing with Diaz that uh, that falls back this far uh, is that it's obvious how he is collecting assets here to trade a lot of these picks away to get a stud quarterback. But he still refuses to address the defensive quarterback, the one position player that everybody needs to respect the one person that should command the respect, and if he has any talent whatsoever, he leads defenses. He makes people around him better. He makes a linebacker core better. He saves the the nose tackles asses when they when when they fall down. All right, that is the most important position on this team 
regardless and for whatever reason how he refuses to address it. Diaz, I'm going to get the sack right after this, so you're going to have to uh, hang on for just a minute. So now we're in a position where we're watching and we're talking about, yeah, we got all these picks coming, yeah, 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 yeah. And it 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 already looks as if he's just amassing these to waste a whole bunch of these top picks, the ones that we have the most chance of actually hitting on for a quarterback. And he just gave up the blue chip, the linebacker that this team has desperately needed since Jeremiah Trotter. And that's what scares me the most about this. Zach, what do you got? See, trading back to 12, the only reason why I think it makes sense is if you think that there's not much of a disparity between Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, and Jamar Chase. Because if that's the way you're going to go with the wide receiver, they're going to be there at 12. I mean, Carolina doesn't need one at, at a Denver. They drafted two last year in the first two rounds. Uh, and then you have Dallas. They don't need wide receivers. And then the Giants just signed Kenny Galladay to a big deal. So maybe you think that one of those three or, you know, one of the two of those three, you're going to slip back and you're going to be able to pick the one that you want. Hold on. And then, then I look at it too from your aspect here. I would not worry about trading away the plethora of picks for Soul Glow Russell Wilson or the massage <laughs> Bill Cosby, Deshaun Watson. I don't want either one of those guys. You just dumped a quarterback and it cost you $34 million in dead cap this year. You need to build this roster up before you get your blue chip guy. You have three potential first round picks next year. If Indy, if that pick moves up and if Jalen, and Jalen Hurts sucks this year, and I've said this for weeks, if Jalen Hurts sucks next year, you have the draft capital to get up and go and get your guy on a rookie contract and be cheap with it. Disagree. Disagree on all levels. All right. Fact is, right now, we don't need a receiver. We need one on this team, but we don't need one this year. Because right now, we don't have anybody to throw to them. Doesn't matter. Again, there's always going to be receivers in every single draft class. But you keep on talking about linebacker, and you know the Eagles aren't going to draft a linebacker. You know that. No, but but fact that, well, no, this is, this is well, I don't know. I'm hoping, or was hoping for a while there, that somebody like Micah Parsons. Yeah. Micah Parsons is a flat-out stud. You do not see somebody coming out of college with this linebacker's talent once every five years. Every four or five years. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, and and your whole uh, concept about not getting a blue chip player—you need all all these other pieces. It's wrong. You're already talking about. Using an example like the Giants getting Saquon Barkley when they had nothing else, and now they're putting pieces around them. The Giants are going to be tough. If, if pick six has any decent season this year, the Giants are going to be in a playoff hunt, at least in the East. All right? So I, I, I agree with you and disagree with you, but – Diaz, I'm sorry, you've been waiting patiently. Yeah, Get in there. But I, I, I don't. I'm like not trying to blow up your guys' spot though, or anything. But Quimby, you, you're dead set. Okay, Quimby wants Micah Parsons. Sack wants uh, uh, Jamar Chase. It sounds like that. I'm just making that up. But Quimby, like I'm hearing this last week, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, countless other Scott. Uh, Micah Parsons is not like a, a top guaranteed to be top six. He might be. I'm looking at this. This is a. This is one of the. Kings of Aggregators, it's called NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. And basically what they do is they take all the big boards anywhere from all this. There's like 50 sites. And in all the mock drafts they have, the consensus big board of, of ranking, let's say, 75 different sites has Micah Parson 12th. That means some people have him lower and some people have him higher. 
There isn't the, the thing is that like, well, I love Micah Parsons and he's really good and we need to get him at six and there's no chance. I'm not saying that he's not going to be there at twelve. I'm I just saying I wasn't yeah, saying that. I wasn't saying that. I think he's a, I think he's not a six pick. I, I agree with you on this and I agree with the board, but I don't think he's gonna make it to twelve. Okay, and that's and that's fair. That's not like I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying there is no there is no def, definite. We do this every single year. We do it every single year, and not us. I'm talking about NFL fans. We don't know anything, and these guys, especially Howie Roseman, but these guys don't know anything either. There's so many variables that go into drafting guys. I mean, I'm looking at a draft right here. We end up with J.C. Horn. That would be nice. We end up with Patrick Sertain. That would be nice here. Micah Parsons. One even has Kyle Pitts somehow. So it's like, well, they're messing up. We're going to get a good player at 12. If you're going to say the chances are at 6 versus 12, if the chances the chances are he's not going to be as good at 12, you have a better chance at 6. But it's not like we're not getting crap. We're not getting crap. DS, hold that thought. We come back in from break. You can finish up everything that you want to talk about here. Okay. Sorry for short here. No problem. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 FM in Trenton, WDAS AM, all over the city. Brought to you by Bud Light, back right after this. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 in Trenton, WDAS AM, all over the city. All right, uh, DS, I-, I have more to say on this, but I, I didn't want to cut you short. Follow up, man. Finish up. What do you got? I- I'm just saying... Uh- I'm thinking we everyone has their own particular player that they really liked at six, and they're like, wow, we can get this guy at six. And we do this every year, no matter what position we're in. We're at six, we're at 24th, we're at 20th. And we look at the guys around there, and we listen to ESPN, or we listen to all the people talking about how great this guy is and how great that guy is. And it and it's very anticlimactic to just say, you don't know anything, no one knows anything, and we just got to sit and wait. Uh, I just think that there's such a long history of – we're talking six picks. Uh, there's a lot of good guys. There's going to be guys picked after 12 that the Eagles could have had that are going to be better than who they get at 12. It happens every single year. So uh, I don't. It, it's not exciting to trade back because you have to wait next year. Next year we're going to be like, we got three first-round picks. It's going to be great. I just and think you, everyone needs to just relax a little. And, just relax. And, and, and you can't re-sign any of them after their rookie contracts are up because there's too many of them. Uh, but good problem to have. I hear you. I you know, I, I think Micah Parsons is Vontae Mack. He will not be Bo Callahan. We can still get Bo <laughs> Callahan. No, no he, he won't be there. But uh, here's the, the question. I'm going to pose this to Tank first, and then, Zach, I want you coming in, uh, and Diaz, your take on this as well. If, in fact, Micah Parsons drops to 12 and we haven't traded that pick and the Eagles don't pick him up, What's your take on that? I am going to go crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm literally, literally going to go crazy because you can't ask for a better scenario than that. I was just we were just talking during the break in in the green room about about the way the draft never goes as expected. And for all of you guys, all of you guys who are thinking that people listen to Bill Kuyper and all those yahoos on those stations, if they were that good, they would have a job in a in a front office. Right. So you, you have to sometimes, sometimes, especially with our guys, and I know why our fans are pissed off because we jumped up four spots la- the last year. Oh wait, and then, Dre- but I got a question. I interrupt go ahead, you. Go ahead. All right. Who would you rather have as your GM right now, Howie Roseman or Mel Kiper? Probably Mel Kiper right now. Kiper. That, that, that basically that's what that's what I'm getting at. It's like, but you rather have one of those guys? Hell, hell everybody was calling for Lewis Riddick after he pantsed. Howie he did pants on, on, on Monday Night Football. It's like so. It's like we we bitch and moan because we're, we're fans. And we give a, we give a damn about the team, 
It's like we, we bitch and moan about the way things go down, and then they do these things that are outlandish, and it pisses us off, and we just have more to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> now, listen, if he's there and he's the best player available on the board, you got to take him. I just don't know if he's going to be there. There's teams that are ahead of us that, that need defensive help. Like you said, Quimby, Denver Broncos, Vic Fangio is a defensive coordinator, Savant. Uh, th- that guy, he's, he's looking for his big piece on the defensive side of the football. The Cowboys, their defense was historically bad last year, which is another reason why trading behind them and Giants Diaz was a I bad keep- idea because both of those teams are going to be looking for a playmaker on the defensive side of the football. And I, I still think your, your head coach is a, Offensive-minded coach, I think the the Eagles are an offensive-minded organization. They are going to draft an offensive position player in that spot. But if Micah Parsons is there, I mean, you know, hey, man, get your popcorn ready. I, I, I would not complain at all if you bring him in here at 12. Diaz. Uh, again, I'm going to say who else is there? I mean, who else is there? I'm looking at I'm looking at the ringer right now. They've got the Cowboys taking J.C. Horn, the cornerback, the Giants getting Micah Parsons, the linebacker, and the Eagles getting Kyle Pitts. Are we going to be mad if we get Kyle Pitts? I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the, these other consensus, and it's like, well, if we took Patrick Sertain and Micah Parsons is there, does that mean we, we, we sincerely messed up? If we took Devontae Smith instead of Micah Parsons, it's very hard for me to say, well, Micah Parsons is our guy. I'm not saying I don't want him. It's just – yeah, we have to wait and see what happens. You know, I I take Kyle Pitts at twelve. I don't care if Michael Parsons Michael Parsons is there or not. So I, I it's, I, I'm taking yeah. Kyle Pitts. And that, yeah. that dude ran. He ran on a Wednesday or Tuesday well, of this week. Hold on. Man, he hold is on, no, hold he's on, huge. No, hold on, no. You got to remember. You know, we're 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 not. You're going to find out real quick whether or not Howie Roseman is running this offense as well. Because if Kyle Pitts is there and they take him, that means. We're staying on this two tight end set that they didn't use in in Indy. Uh, well, no, that but okay, so a lot no, but I know a lot of people say Kyle Pitts can be a receiver as well. But I, I'm sorry, I like I like who we have right now, and in this particular year with so many other needs, Kyle Pitts does not rank up there as one to be behind Dallas Goddard, and they still haven't gotten rid of Zach Ertz. And you're gonna run. You're gonna you're gonna hold three roster spots for tight ends of that caliber. Uh, Diaz, not just I'm talking to Diaz about this one. Zach, you could chime in and tank after that, but go ahead. I'm just I'm just saying. First off, the tight end. It's because that's that's where he fits in. He's a receiver. All right, he's a big receiver that's fast. He's a he's a uh, what's his name? He's he's like Greg Greg Kittle. He's he's a Uh, George George Kittle. George Kittle, not Greg Kittle. George Kittle. Uh, You know, it's like we need cornerbacks. We need corner. We need offensive linemen. Uh, the linebacker is good. What if Justin Fields falls to twelve? We pass on him because we need Micah Parsons. I'm not saying Micah Parsons is bad. It's just like there are so many positions of need. They do need a receiver. They do need line on both sides of the line. They need corners and they do need a linebacker too. So I'm not like if I want to see who we get and then and then we and then we go from there, man. But if we got Micah Parsons, Quimby's wearing a Penn State jersey at our first home tailgate. It's going to be great. Said no one ever. <laughs> now, listen, if, they, if there was a Greg Kittle, Diaz, I'm sure Howie would draft him in the first round. 
<laughs> I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to get past four. I mean, I don't either. I don't he, either. He's but. been meeting. He's been meeting nonstop with Atlanta. Atlanta is. I think they feel like they can squeeze one or two more years out of out of um, out of Matt Ryan. And you put Kyle Pitts on the offensive side of the ball, and you put him with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. They 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 think that they have something there. So I, I don't think he's going to get that far. But I listen. If Kyle Pitts is there, like. I, Quimby, I what I want to know from you, and I know I got uh, the tank is going to take the reins next, but I want to know from you. You you say that you like what we have on the offensive side of the football. I want to know who the hell yeah. you are that sold on because no, Dallas Goddard Dallas Goddard can't stay healthy. Uh, we don't know what Rager is. Fulgham disappeared like a ghost in the second half of the season. Like they don't have anything. Miles Sanders can't tout the rock more than twelve to fifteen times a game, and that's between catching the ball and running the ball without getting dinged up. Like the offensive side of the ball is bare, and you need to give Jalen Hurts weapons so that that way we can see if he can succeed as an NFL quarterback. Can somebody please tell me what Kyle Pitts' injury report was this year? Oh, please, I don't know, no. Please go ahead. Thank you. Now, right, that's now, right. He was injured most of the year. Now, I'd like to put everybody in their place. Everybody's talking about all these people, what they're going to do when they get here. They're not. They have to earn that. They've done They've done well at college, point blank. They have to still earn that. And, they, and, and, and the last time I checked, at some point of a damn NFL game, you have to stop somebody. Every year, y'all talk about draft. Hold on. Every year, you yahoos are talking about draft receiver, draft receiver, draft receiver. Shut the hell up. How about we get a quarterback on defense so we can stop somebody? I would we be, can't stop anybody. I would be remiss if Hollis didn't say the same thing every week. He's the Rexy of Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. We, Leadership, leadership, bitches. So, <laughs> when, the, when the dust settles, you have to. We we had Nate Gary last year, dude. We had Nate Gary. Come on, you're right. You're right. But we need quarterbacks too. That stops someone. We need defensive linemen too. And and we've got nothing on offense. There's nothing. Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts. Uh, hey, what was Micah Parsons' injury report last year? He didn't even play. He hasn't been on the field in eight, what eighteen months. Doesn't mean he stinks. It's just there's always nitpicking things here. Devontae Smith, the Heisman, who was amazing, but he's he's built like Don Brown or MCW. Can we trust him? Well, you know, he gets off of he gets off he gets off the line quick. I, I, it, it's it's not it's not a fun answer to say we have to wait and see, but really, like we, we're gonna have to wait and see. Tag, Tag and I are arguing off microphone. I can yeah, we can, yeah, we can see. Yeah, we can try to stre- try to stretch this along here. What's up, uh, Gobbler? Yeah, the Gobbler troll has something to say. Yeah. No, I want I want to build off of what Sack said. I mean, you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Of course, you're going to give him a shot to see what he can prove. But since you move back from six to twelve, you're not going to get that Jamar Chase, that Devontae Smith. So he's not going to get a fair assessment next year of what he can prove because he has nobody. He got no other road players. Hold the hell on. Have you seen any of the players play? Point blank. Have you seen any of them do anything yet? You no, because they're all hurt. hurt. The way the who's all hurt? Yeah, you you Miles bring Goddard, back Miles Sanders. You bring back all shine and you stud somebody's growth. How about giving somebody a chance to play? You don't just become a stud over damn night. Is what I'm trying to tell you. So you play with what you got, and oh, then. Yeah. And only then you, do you do what you guys are talking about. But if you keep doing, going the way you're going, we're going to be talking about this crap every year. And we're going to be talking about this crap every week with Hollis. So, yes. yeah, I agree. Until we get a win. Jesus, Diaz. Uh, uh, piggyback off with Tank, Tank, really, the one thing that he said I totally agree with is we, 
Yes, we've seen them play. I haven't watched every game and every minute of, of game tape and all that stuff. But, yeah, we really don't know anything. We're screaming. Kyle, you're really upset because at 12, we are not getting the game changer, um, except Odell Beckham Jr. was drafted at 12. Uh, I mean, you know, oh, if we're not going to get him, uh, 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 Waddle, Waddle can't. That, that would be true at 6 too. There's plenty of good guys that have been drafted, Hall of Famers drafted after the 12th at, all the time. Whoever we draft at 12 will be a quality player, okay? Is he going to be the best one or not? We're going to have to wait and see. We have to let him play. We haven't seen him play. The best part about this trade, guys, is how he gave us twice as much time to get drunk before he actually makes his pick. So, you know, we we go from the 6th to the 12th now. Now I have twice as much time to get drunk before he drafts. Fantastic. I'm all in. What's what's (laughs) the – how how long is it between picks? Eight minutes? Ten minutes? Feels like a half an hour. Ten minutes. (laughs) Ten Ten minutes minutes in the first round, yeah. That's great. That's an hour. (laughs) Yeah, but it's also you're trading back from 6th to 12th. It's like – Howie has a 50% chance of messing up at six. Now he has a 100% chance of messing up at 12. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. God. Well, the, the, the one thing, the one thing that Thank I've God known, for probability of statistics class at directional. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I know that if they trade, if we trade out of number 12, I know everybody will be pissed just oh. like. And I, I, I was going to ask that question. I was going to pose that to you. What if we trade out of number, out of the 12 spot? Well, it depends on what you get. Here's, here's the deal. We can talk all we want about this. Fact of the matter is, nothing happens on draft day like it's expected. You said this a, t- a, t- a thousand times. You told me this. You told me to bring this up in the green room. Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> the, well, no, but here, here's the deal. We can we can be completely emotional uh, emotional about the players that we would love to see on this team in this first round this year. But fact of the matter is, Howie has pulled some pretty incredible moves over the years. He hasn't done it recently. And the ones that he has made as of late in draft picks, which are obviously a concern, haven't panned out. But we also have to see the results. If him getting another second-round pick for Zach Ertz and he trades the 12th and the the one next year for Miami and the conditional from Indy and a, a second-round pick that they pick up from Hurts to get Russell Wilson, just let your soul glow, just let it shine. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would love to see Russell Wilson here. Fact of the matter is, though, Russell Wilson doesn't have any single other player on offense to help him right now. Exception, possibly Miles Sanders, but if you want to talk about Glass Joe, <laughs> that's Glass Joe. All right, Tyson is knocking him the F out in the first round every single time. So, I want to be emotional about these conversations, but I got to be honest with you. I'm completely ambivalent until I see what takes place. Zach, what do you got? The thing I want to know is if Howie trades back again, who is Hollis more likely to choke first, Howie (laughs) or Diaz? Especially if he goes the trusted process route, gaining more (laughs) son of a (laughs) nine. Well, and, and uh, no, I, what, I, what I was gonna say is, I get kind of emotional because I, it's like when I see some of the things that go that, that go on, and I see some of the guys that that they're, they're trying to work hard to even get on the field and get an opportunity. And I, I know I wasn't the only one that thought Fogum number thirteen should have got some, got some more reps. Was that am I am I the only one that, that thought he should have got some more reps? And we talking about we, this we may the, have this receiver, you yeah. know. But not, I'm, I'm sorry, he's not. I think. Fulgham or Hightower at the very best are going to be great slot receivers. Fulgham has a chance of being 
a, 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 great, a great number two or a good number two. But, you know, are you going to waste? Here you go. Here's the other problem. Now what you're saying, if you go receiver in this first round, is that you screwed up the Jalen Regor pick. Thank you. you you're, you're admitting fault based on uh, on, mm. on, on situational decisions. Not worried about how he's ego. Not really. I mean, you know, Atlanta. Who's the guy that? Who's the who's the Atlanta receiver? Uh, uh, Ridley? Calvin Ridley. They drafted him. They they got they got Julio Jones. I mean, it's not. It doesn't mean that. It, you need you need two receivers in today's game. I, I'll tell you this. I don't know who Caleb Farley is. He's a cornerback. I have no idea who he is. I've never seen him play. Uh, the Ringer has him ninth overall. The consensus big board has him 13th overall. They pick Caleb Farley. I don't even – am I supposed to get mad? Am I supposed to not get mad? We, we don't know this. Hollis has at least some insight. He's played the game and he spends all day watching uh, film down there in Costa Rica by the pool. With, we know what you're doing. But it, it's – you know, and, and there's – there's there's You know what? I can't wait to get back in the studio where I can m- mute his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, baby. But, uh, you know, it's no fun. It's fun to say, like, man, I'm, I, dude, I would love to get Micah Parsons. I would love it. I would love to get J.C. Horn. I would love to get Kyle Pitts. I, what if we end up walking away with Devontae Smith? I think Chris Farley would be an updated cornerback. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Somebody get some shovels. Let's go. <laughs> right, Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern. He's he's ranked as a top ten guy. I don't know. Give me a break. I don't. I don't know tackles from Northwestern. Sure, well, let's, sure. I'll take him. Let's assume this, and then we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're definitely getting into Hollis's topic about uh, what you want to see with the first four picks, but. For those of you pipe dreaming about Panay Sewell making it to 12, just stop. All right. <laughs> that will not happen. That will not happen. So just go ahead, Diaz. We don't, we don't, we don't want any uh, Pacific Coast uh, tackles yeah. anymore. We're, we're done with them. <laughs> oh, God. No more pudding. <laughs> All right. Just uh, everybody, just so you know, we're playing a little yacht rock tonight when we're going to break in here on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 Trenton, WDAS AM throughout the rest of the tri state area. Brought to you by Bud Light. Back with more Eagles talk right after this. FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light, 104.1 in Trenton, and WDAS AM throughout the rest of the tri state area. Uh, Real quick, I want to know. I want to know if you guys have, are up on your movie trivia. What movie made that Last song? Last at Richmond High. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, youngster. He has is still looking like a deer in the headlights after that question. Anyway. Well, I mean, there's a very famous classic. There's a very famous scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High that Kyle likes to reenact in his room, his crusty, crusty Kyle room. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. We only have ten minutes on this uh, in this particular segment, but I think we're going to extend out into the the next uh, the next break, top of the hour. All right, you've got four picks in the top eighty-four, and let me pull up these uh, these picks here real fast. Sorry about this bad radio. I, I got them: twelfth overall, thirty seventh, seventieth, and eighty fourth. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, I'm going to spend less than 60 seconds on what I think needs to take place here and then give this all back to you guys. Tank, I'll let you go uh, after that sack, and then we'll let Diaz finish this one up. I think they need to get back to their roots, and as much as I want to see them draft a defensive player, 
I will also say that I think they need to draft offensive line in the first pick. If they are keeping their first pick, it's it's it is probably the most volatile uh, uh, situation that we have right now. You have two. You have uh, uh, you have Brandon Brooks coming back, but he's off of two horrendous surgery. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. T- uh, two Achilles injuries. Uh, you've got uh, Vitai, who really played like crap. Matt Pryor is, is is about as useful as Anne Frank's drum set. Vitai uh, was in Detroit. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, Quimby. Jeez. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry yeah. <laughs> I just had my first shot. I'm good. Uh, yeah. And, 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 hey, no, hold on. Sorry. I was looking at Tank. You know, I, was, you know, I was looking at Tank. <laughs> If you if you don't cut the, if you cut this out, I'll be really pissed off. I want everybody to make fun of me. <laughs> I'd be mad if I cut it out. You you also have a an aging Jason Kelty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you know he's got a couple years left, but not that much. Uh, we always say you know how durable can he be, but he's been the most durable player on this team for ten years. Uh, you have Nate Herbig who played pretty well. I, I I like what he did, but you can't have Nate Herbig. On a tackle position, Hell he's no. a he's a T Rex. He's a guard. Now he can back up center if need be. Uh, they don't want him in there. His natural position is guard, but he can play any spot on the line. And you still have question marks with Lane's health, and you have question marks with whether or not Jordan is going to be effective at left tackle. And you still don't know what the hell they're doing with Big Pudding. And I don't think Big Pudding knows what the hell he's doing with himself. <laughs> so, and and here we and here we go and this is where I'll uh, I'll I'll jump off and, and and let you guys finish out the segment and into next. I think you have to get back to your roots, the roots that made this team a great team for years with a method of drafting, and it was offensive line in the first round. And then you got to go D back. You got to go D back in the second round. That's what it's Sheldon Brown, Brian Dawkins. Uh, you know, we can we can keep talking about that list on and on, and then. Uh, again, I hate the fact that they don't put this much emphasis on the linebacker position, but third round, you got to go linebacker, and in the fourth round, you've got to pick up another running back. All right. Jordan Howard, you know, it's not going to be the answer. Uh, Miles Sanders, to me, you know, Spuds will say all day he's, he's going to be an excellent player. He's going to be a, a pro bowler. Well, only if he stays on the field, and we have issues there. So, my positions are offensive line, D-back, linebacker, running back, first four picks. Tank. Well, if uh, if Mike if, if Michael if Michael Parsons is there, I, w- I would like it, to say if, if he's if he's if there, he's there if, would, if he's there, bets are off. Yeah, if he's there, bets are off. But if, if he if he's not there, it's just like you said. We need to we need to re uh, regalvanize our offensive line, uh, basically because we we went through a lot of guys last year. We were counting on a lot of guys that ended up getting hurt. So I don't have a problem with going with the safe bet and protecting the quarterback. Now with the second the second round, I do feel like we need we need another stork stud corner because there's too many times where I, I saw our guys chasing the the opposing team's receivers and instead instead of being there. And then with that with that third round, I do want to go linebacker because there are some other linebackers there. If we don't get my if Mike Parsons does it, there's a couple of guys that I, I've got my eye on. And with, with the fourth round, I I, I do want to go. I, I want to go running back because I'm tired of every time that uh, my guy Sanders goes down, 
It's, it's, not, it's nothing left. It's nothing behind him. There's nobody to to be that cowbell. And he's he's, he's and we definitely life. need more cowbell. Yes, I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> I'm Bruce Dickens. <laughs> Zach Master, what you got? <laughs> you guys, you guys are two peas in a pod, man. I listen. I hey, this is the, this is the smartest table <laughs> in Philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> broadcasting. <laughs> Now listen, I I'm not I'm not as down on the offensive line as as most people are. I thought Jack Driscoll played pretty well last year when he was in there, and then a lot of those younger guys got some experience. And I listen, if you were at the sixth pick and Penny Sewell was there at six, I would take Penny Sewell, no doubt about it. But at twelve, I'm not taking the kid Slater out of Northwestern. So in, in my opinion, if if you get Jalen Waddle, you have Devontae Smith, or you have Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, like and Kyle Pitts, I'm going to tie him in with the wide receiver. I go that route in the second round i'm with you guys i like the cornerback absolutely all day darius slay is not big play slay anymore he's maybe like you know small play slay he doesn't yeah he doesn't he doesn't like pick the ball off anymore and and maybe that was just a product of swartz's system and how they're how they're taught not to turn around on the ball and jump routes and all that stuff so (laughs) maybe maybe he's a product of that i don't know but uh, I, I would go corner there. Third round, I am all in on defensive line. I don't care if it's defensive tackle. You need to get younger there because Javon Hargrave, he didn't play well last year. Uh, you lost Malik Jackson. Fletcher Cox is no yeah. spring chicken. And uh, and on the edges, you're going to lose Barnett after this year. BG is another year older. He didn't play well in the second half. I'm all right, so, with so, I'm also, yeah, I was about to say. But he's also in a contract year. He's in the last year of his deal. So, like, so you got Barnett and Sweat both in the last year of their deals. So, so I have to go defensive line because that's where I'm going to be in the trenches. And in the fourth round, I, ah, I want to run him back. I want to run him back. I'm right there with you guys. I love, I love the, I need a guy that's going to be able to tout the rock and share the ball with Miles Sanders, who is great for big plays, but only a couple times a game. You need a guy that's going to be able to handle that rock 15 to 20 times a game because you know this head coach is not shy from running the football. Diaz. Well, uh, I'm, I guess I'm the one here that when you said the first four picks, Quimby, uh, the Eagles have two third round picks. So they're not the first four. We don't get to the fourth round. So that's the first thing I want to say. Yeah, 84. Uh, yeah, we have two thirds. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so uh, I just, li- I just like correcting you, Quimby. I'm here for you, buddy. Thanks, thanks for being a Richard. <laughs> Big fight, Sal. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm of course. I got to do it differently. Uh, you never pick a position in a round. I'm just gonna say needs that they need to address. It's weird. Like like Quimby. Um, at twelve, if it's a receiver, great. Um, it was hard for me to keep receiver off, but in the first th- three rounds, I want offensive lineman, defensive lineman, cornerback, linebacker. It's weird. I want defense only. It mat- the first round though is kind of like we'll, we'll see. We'll see who's there. But I, I'm <laughs> Quimby. Build through the trenches. Get a cornerback and actually get a linebacker. I don't think you have to spend a lot on linebacker, but you can't just ignore it. They ignore it for five years, and then you get these replacement sub replaced Canadian guys coming down here to play. Uh, <laughs> give me some. The Washington Sentinels. Yeah, oh, give me some. Like you draft Davion Taylor in the third round. Like that, that dude's he's played like sixteen games in his life from high school on. It's it, so yeah. I'm I'm I, I'm defensive heavy in this in this draft this year. Russ Taylor says draft a kicker. Hollis, isn't there some sort of uh, player God. in this uh, draft that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah, Nigel Gruff. No, it's the it's the, <laughs> it's the unknown. There's a the leg. Uh, Central Missouri, Central Missouri kid. He's six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pounds. 
His name is Zach Davison. He's a putter and tight end. And tight end. Runs a 4'6". Four, 4'6", six. Four, six and has a 37-and-a-half-inch vertical. The best of a, of a comeback. Could you imagine please what happens? All right, first of please all. Please don't draft him. Yeah, don't. Don't. Don't no. ever bring that up again. Okay, good. I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> don't, after, don't give him any ideas. After long, after long, after long, a long thought process, I, I, I will, I will put that in the can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why you guys want to talk about offensive line. I mean, Jamon Brown's still a free agent. Jamal, Jamal. I look at it. I mean, the, the, probably the best linebacker that you've drafted over the last decade, decade and a half was Jordan Hicks. Hey, and you, but you drafted Jordan Hicks with a fourth round pick. I know he had some injury issues at Texas. Hell, he had injury issues here. But I think the linebacker position you can address in the fourth round with those first four picks in the first three rounds. You have to capitalize on other areas, unless Michael Parsons is available in the middle at twelve, and with which you can just take care of it right there. Agreed. Agreed. Somebody keeps banging microphones that, over sorry, here. Sorry, I just, that, was, that was me. That was Jesus. the other times it wasn't me. Children, I blame it on the fat kid. Children, right, right, go. it's like, <laughs> like I'm playing cards with my brother's kids or something. <laughs> it's always, always blame it on the fat kid when the cookies come missing. <laughs> blame it on the fat kid. All the right. ice cream comes missing. Blame it on the fat kid. You guys, top of the hour, we are going to talk about Eagles free agent moves or lack thereof. Oh, We're going to talk about situation around the NFL. We're going to talk Phillies. We're going to talk NBA and Sixers. Plenty, plenty more to discuss when we come back after break. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 Trenton, WDASAM, all over the tri-state area. Brought to you by Bud Light. Back right after this. Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 FM, Trenton, WDASAM, throughout the rest of the tri-state area. We're back talking plenty of Eagles, but we've got a special April Fool's edition of Kick-Ass or Jackass right now. Kyle, we need an intro for Kick-Ass or Jackass. I don't know why you haven't provided this for us in the last seven months, dude. What's up? Uh, se- I sent you one six months ago. You never played it. You liar. I sent like it. I'll send it again. Being on top of everything. Uh, <laughs> all right. I have to find it because I didn't have it on the run sheet originally because Diaz was supposed to take care of it. Oh, it's everyone else's fault. It's Kyle's fault. It's Diaz's <laughs> fault. It's Jack's fault. It's never Quimby's fault. Quimby's too hot in the sun. He's drinking his Bud Light and can't handle it. He needs to dehydrate. He needs to go to hydration. <laughs> It's just mostly Diaz. Hold on, your hold fault. on. All right, he's muted. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's got a mouthful of food right now. Anyway, all right. You can, this is a special prank episode or uh, 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 edition of Kickass or Jackass. Uh, I'm not looking at the room right now, but let's go slash Zach Diaz tank on this. All right, these are pranks. Pranks you pull on April Fools. Gonna go from the simple pranks and start ramping them up to downright evil. Insect lamps. Everybody knows what that is, right? No, what is yeah. that? When you uh when you take cardboard and cutouts of insects and you 
tape them to the inside of a lampshade. Oh god! So it looks like there's a big ass roach. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Last, what do you got? Kick ass or jackass on that one? Yeah, it's kind of lame. Jackass. Jackass. All right. I'm with it, Mikhail. It got a nice laugh out of me. It is. It is jackass though. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say jackass, old timey Quimby with old timey April Fool's joke. <laughs> uh, I, I got nothing. Don't worry, it's gonna, it's gonna get downright devious. Okay. It's probably funny in the 40s, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna say jackass with all the three, the, all the competitors before me, though. All the hosts before. Thank me. you. Thanks, Ted. What's me, man? You guys, wow. The next one, and I want you to think about this visual as soon as I say it, because it's going to take a moment. Creating an infinity loop of shopping carts around someone's car in a grocery store parking lot. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Especially if they're, it, it, especially to a person that does not return their shopping cart. Exactly. Exactly. Understand, we are we are absolutely blocking this person from getting to their car because yes. we connected shopping carts and in a complete circle around the vehicle. I love it. I never would have thought Slash would invoke his inner Rob Valivas with saying anything about not returning to shopping cart. I absolutely agree with Rob every single time he posts a jackass that does that, but it's kick-ass. I'm with you on that. Uh, kick-ass, especially if you double kick-ass, if you have a video of the person sitting there like, <laughs> mm. Yeah, do you, hold on. Do you see, Quimby, are you reading the post right now from Jimmy Mercaldi? No. <laughs> what do you say? A, put a buddy's car for sale and leave his number. Low miles, Ooh. low price, must sell now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say kick ass, mainly because, especially for those people who park, who, who don't know how to park between the lines and take up two damn spots. Yeah, another <laughs> Rob Valivas point. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's always the dudes that drive big trucks that have small dick fi towels. Yep, ah, of course. <laughs> nice. All right, nice, let's get nice, back nice. to a little parochial again, but uh, office, office uh, adjustable chairs, and attaching an air horn to the bottom of somebody's seat. So when they <laughs> in in the workplace, in the workplace, dear lord, it's obnoxious. I love it. Kick ass. Good. Jackass, man, you got to go with the with the fart uh, app, and, and when someone walks in like the FedEx guy, you got to hit the button, and it looks like the person that's grabbing the package is the one farting by the FedEx guy. That's better than the air horn. Virtual whoopee cushion. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say kick-ass for the air horn, especially if it's on a female, because they'll just flip out, and they might even <laughs> fall over. They get, they'll get so scared. <laughs> yes, no gender profiling on this show, sir. HR, sir. Yep, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say kick ass as well because I enjoyed loud noises and scaring the crap out of people. That was <laughs> everybody in the office. This next one I have done numerous times. Originally, when I started it, I was just using a piece of tape. But as I evolved with this prank, the tapes started to have messages on them with paper. Taping the bottom of someone's mouse with a personal note. Oh God. What's the personal note there? Jackass. <laughs> or or uh, how's, your, how's, how's your wife and my kids? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, my God. Jeez. I'll, I'll go jackass. I don't know. Do you, you understand that? They, they won't be able to use 
their mouse because the ball. So you won't cut work. you you yeah you cut it so that it, it it's unusable. Oh, okay, if they're being frustrated, yeah, I guess kick ass. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm indifferent. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who has a mouse uh, ball mouth? Everything. <laughs> Quibby, you. What year are you from, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not 1985 anymore. Jackass. It's okay, you guys. Diaz <laughs> will be fired next week. <laughs> I'm still here, baby. I like being frustrated. I think it's good, guys. Right? Can you take an impede your work day? You two are robbing big, man. You two are robbing big. There's hey, no, there's hey, no hey, hey. Okay, good. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, now I got one for you that's getting a little medieval. Caramel onions. Ooh. You know how you make caramel apples? Yeah. If you peel enough slices off of an onion, you can't distinguish the color difference, and you can simply tell somebody it's a caramel apple, and they dig in real hard like you have to with a caramel apple and get a mouthful of Ogres, I like onion. <laughs> I'm gonna go jackass because then you have to deal with that person's breath the rest of the day. Ooh. That backfires. Listen, man, you keep on saying we're getting medieval. All of these pranks are from medieval times. So, jackass, uh, Quimby, where did you grow up? You're eating candy apples in April. <laughs> where are you getting caramel apples? Hey, here's a caramel apple. It's April. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm talking about pranks in general, man. Caramel apples aren't just for Halloween, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say Halloween? <laughs> because you have all your masks. It, it, it is true. I enjoy my July 4th with fireworks and caramel apples. I mean, that's, <laughs> there's nothing more American than that. <laughs> you dick my towel. <laughs> did this because you bailed out a quick answer jacket. He has his own point tonight. Oh, this, is, this one's going great, Quimby. Great work. <laughs> that, that, that was slightly jackass. The good news is you're <laughs> I'm just going to go with jackass with that last one. But you guys could, could tease me everybody. No. That's okay. Replace, uh, take off the cover of somebody's bathroom uh, air freshener and put the uh, fishing lure shrimp scent in there. <laughs> 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 Kick ass. Kick ass. ass. I'm going to say kick ass. That sounds awesome. I've never heard that one. That's good. That's a good one. That was real good. The next one. This one I have done multiple times. It is typically only for females or metrosexuals. And you take about a quarter of a, a, a bottle of baby powder and pour that into somebody's hair dryer. Oof. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that plenty of times. That's kick ass. I love that one. Never gets old. Oh God, it's kind of like replacing. You know, like, like when you do the icy hot, and they wind up putting it on their groin, or you, when you put it in their cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know Hollis has seen that plenty in an NFL locker room. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Kick ass. Uh, I'm gonna say kick ass on that one. I, I've never seen that, but I, I, I like the sounds of that. Here, here. It is, it is kick-ass, and the, and the thing that I, uh, as a rookie, watching a jerk rookie, watching another jerk rookie talk back to the um, to the veterans and then put an icy hot inside of his helmet. And then watching him take it off, talking about it. It's hot out here, and it was a cool, it was a cool winter day. 
<laughs> every time the wind hit, he had a hot flash like uh, he was ministrating. The next one. <laughs> go <laughs> when, you're, when you're in a bathroom, somebody shower, take their bar of soap and paint it profusely with clear nail polish and put it back on. <laughs> I'll go kick ass. I've never heard of that one. That's pretty good. Oh, uh, they, they will scrub. You know, like as your as your bar of soap gets smaller and smaller, it's harder to get it lathered up like it is when yeah. it's a new bar. Well, you put it on a new bar, and people just start rubbing their hands profusely, trying to get this, and won't won't. That's cruel. That's cruel. I like that. Very cruel. Yeah, I'll say kick ass to that. Uh, who uses bar soap past ninth past the year two thousand? But whatever, I'll say kick ass. Sounds good. Never heard of it before. It sounds to me like you don't take baths. I'll say kick ass. Diaz, I hope you appreciate the second to last one, and then I'm getting pure evil on the final one. All right, love it. Photocopy a bunch of contest posts and throw them up everywhere you can with a Chewbacca roar contest in your best friend's phone number. <laughs> That's where you need to call. <laughs> That's like an impractical jokers kind of thing. I like that. Kick ass. Anything that has to deal with Chewbacca, I am all about. Kick ass. I actually I think we should try that. Uh yes. Super Sam Super nope. Sam can't nope. be here. She Hold gets on. she gets Chewbacca. You know whose phone number we're giving out, right? Rob Belivis's. Oh, that's the best. Oh my gosh, it'd be great. Oh, oh, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see his Facebook post littered with spelling errors of him freaking out about Chewbacca with a K. You know, it's gonna be great. Yeah, Chewbacca with a K. No, you, you're laughing. You're laughing. No, it's the truth. He that, would. Yeah, that dude for being a journalist can't spell to save his life. <laughs> and now the most devious hit below the belt prank that is as innocent as possible put out a candy dish and put m&ms reese's pieces and skittles all in the same bowl that's cruel man oh, boy my inner ocd is killing me right now <laughs> i feel like it wouldn't be a bad combo though i'm gonna go kick ass all right I mean, I like all three, just not yeah. together. So obviously, it's just it's not going to taste right. So that is new. Sounds good to me. Kick ass. Uh, I think when we get back to studio in three weeks, we're going to have some caramel apples and M and M's, Reese's, and Skittles bowls. I think that's what good. You Kick ass. ass. You're going to be fired by then, Dick yeah. Cheney. <laughs> I think it's getting because you, you're expecting a mouthful of M and M's or Reese's pieces, and you get that hard sour uh, skittle bite. Yeah, it's like, dear Lord. Yeah. man, we got to do something about the selection committee here on uh, Green Legion Radio. Some questionable choices the last couple of weeks here, yeah. but, but but we let it slide. A lot of jokes. <laughs> you know, you know what you do about the selection committee? You get off your ass and you do some of the work yourself. And, uh, <laughs> Actually, the only the only person that doesn't email me content for the show anymore is you. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, you. But am I complaining though? Diaz uh, not emailing content to the show, but criticizing the content to the show. Oh, I Jack email asked. all the time. I emailed yesterday. Thank you, slash. All right, everybody. Let's get back to birds talk. More sure. birds talk. I have an interesting item to 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 bring up right now, and. We've all discussed that the environment here at the Novacare Complex is not conducive for great free agent signings. Also, 
they have cap issues right now they're still dealing with, so it's almost impossible to go out and get any type of impact free agent or anything more than a, a you know one year prove yourself yeah mercenaries is what they're called yeah but think about this for uh, uh for a hot second what if the eagles managed to trade i i, I dare i say deshaun watson i'm just saying okay but more so to the point a russell wilson and when I say a Russell Wilson, I mean the Russell Wilson. What do you think happens to the free agent possibilities at that point? And where we haven't seen a lot take place, it's because we don't have that player that is attracting anybody. You Free agents, Tank, tell me yeah. if I'm wrong. No, yeah. no, no, real quick. Okay. Free agents come to a team for one of two things, money or a chance to win. And right now, the Eagles aren't providing either one of those. So does a Russell Wilson, does Russell Wilson help that cause in any way or anything else you'd like to expound about this particular topic? And then Diaz, take the reins and sack after that. Well, yeah, it, uh, it actually immediately gives, uh, gives us credibility, street cred, so to speak. Uh, when, you have a guy, when you have a guy like uh, Russell Wilson, who's already proven he can win, he, he has the ability to win a title, and, and he's, he's a good general, it gives you the ability to go out and, and make guys come in, not make them, but have guys come in on mercenary deals for, for at least one or two years and, and, and be still under the cap because, because of what he, uh, he, he exuberates winning DS. Uh, I, I, I don't think either of these things are even remote possibilities, but Deshaun Watson was four and twelve last year. The the quarterback, the, it would be an upgrade for sure. Either of them, um, but we have no one signing here because Deshaun Watson is here. They're still a bad team. We just right. went through the top three, four that's rounds. Why, that's yeah, why I said Russell. Russ, that's well, why we well, said even Russell Wilson. No one's coming here. I mean, we have uh, the defense is a mess. The offensive has no skill players. Um, I don't think that's going to move the needle. I think you're going to have to get – we are – this. I feel we are so deep with people like, oh, we get this guy. Like We're, we're two or three years away from being a con- – even thinking about contending. I don't think that those guys coming here are going to make anyone want to sign here on the cheap. Zach, what do you think? Zach, Zach before you get in there right, r- real quick, I Diaz, I, I agree with you, and it always pains me to say that. <laughs> However, I don't think Howie's – if there's one thing about Howie that I can respect or might try to respect is that he's not looking for a two- to three-year rebuild period. He is going to try to retool and do it the year, at, you know, next year at, at best. So I don't necessarily see them sitting on their haunches in this particular situation that they put themselves in. I, I I think, you know, if impact players, they're not going to let impact players pass them by, you know, unless, of course, it's a middle linebacker. Uh, <laughs> to, to wait a three-year, they don't want a three-year grace period. They found out what happened during Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. They never want that to happen again. I know that from for, for fact. Uh, Tank knows that. Oh, yeah. For people that we know in the front office, as high as, President and controller and senior VPs, they don't want that. They're, they they have they have no interest in a two to three year rebuild period. Right now, what they're looking for from Howie 
which is probably and possibly one of the only reasons he still has a job is because he is brave enough to make enough bold moves to retool within a year. I don't know how, but it's it's well, possible. It, I'm sorry to interrupt, and 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 I I believe that that is true as well. Trading two first round picks or three first round picks and a second flipping to go get one of those guys, you're not you just they don't have enough guys to do that in a year. And the quarterback would be an improvement. The offensive line is old and hurt. The defensive line is old. <clears throat> The, the, the secondary has problems. There's no linebackers. Like, you know, it. it's just they need too many sp- spaces for one guy to make a difference. I, I I really have no interest in Russell Wilson. The guy has become an absolute prima donna since he went over, since he married Ciara. Um, he's apparently Mr. Unlimited. Uh, he played for one of the best head coaches in the game, and he's not happy with Pete Carroll. Peter. Uh, he, Peter, he has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, hold on, Chris Carson. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. One of the best coaches. You are Pete Carroll's Carroll good, but. First of all, Pete Carroll ran out of USC because he was going to get fired anyway. Big time. And, and then he pulled the dumbest freaking move in football history. Football history. Second down and one from the goal, and you throw the ball while you have. Beast mode. Beast mode. Running the ball. Interception. And the- Is he top five? Is he top ten? No. No. Really? You guys are really? both outside your damn lines. Way too hot down They there. win ten games every single yeah, year. Seriously. I mean, like. Please, please hold because Mer- <laughs> it's a, the, my top ten, it go, it go, it stretches. It, it stretches throughout football. So he, he's not a top. He's a top 20, but he's not a top ten. There, there are other coaches that have done way better than him. When it's in wins, it's, it's, it's active, easy. active head coaches, Hollis. I'm not talking about all time. I'm talking yeah. no, right don't, now. Don't he has the ability or slash to talk about the 40s. Okay, whatever you do. <laughs> but he's but he's that, unhappy. He's unhappy there. And free agents don't want to sign you know, here. I, I don't. I don't care who's here. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If Pete Carroll is one of the top five co- uh, head coaches in the league, why does his franchise quarterback want to get the hell out of Dodge? Because he has a disagreement with the fact that he fired his offensive coordinator. And, and he wants to throw. And Russell wants to throw the ball, and, and, and he wants to run the ball. Yeah, he he he's complaining about being hit so much. Then get rid of the damn ball, Russ. I mean, like, well, if you, if you actually listen to what Russ said, he said they asked him about they asked him about the offense, and they've done nothing, nothing that he asked him. So what the hell did you ask him for? He's supposed to have influence in these decisions. That's what he's complaining about. No, he's complaining because he wants to get out of there into a more high-profile area. Dallas, Vegas, Chicago are all more high-profile high than Seattle. New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans is a high-profile area with Sean Payton. And they, a- have, they have coaches with, with, uh, who, like the, who like the offense, basically. When you, yeah. when you look... When you look at what's going on, they haven't retooled offensive line. Their offensive line is Swiss cheese, dude. It's like so. Yeah, it's sometimes when he comes from under the center, where the the, the defensive linemen are already on his ass. So I understand what he's saying. And then the other part is, is like the decision making. You can. It's, I love his decision making. Point blank at, at, at quarterback, you couldn't ask for a better a better decision maker. Zach, do you want to finish up, and then we want to let Slash uh, chime in here before we go to break. Point blank, nobody wants to sign here because we don't have money to pay them. A lot of times when you don't have anything, you overpay players to bring them here. Without that, without having money and the monetary gains for people, they don't want to be here. Slash. 
I was just going to say, bringing like a Russell Wilson here, we have so many deficiencies. You go from hell to purgatory. You go from four and thirteen to eight and nine. You know, I don't think it's going to help. And, and it's going to be hard to get used to that eight and nine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had to think about. I had to think about that one. We, that was one of the topics I didn't get a chance to bring up when we were talking about all this mess uh, earlier, and it was: Do you really want to give up all of these first round picks? No, when absolutely not. And that's a big question. You know what? We should address that when we come back from break. Here on Fox Sports, The Gambler, Green Legion Radio. Fox Sports, The Gambler, again, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 Trenton, WDAS AM, the rest of the tri-state area. Brought to you by Bud Light. I've got a lot to go over in these intros and comebacks, everybody. We'll be back right after this. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1, Trenton, WDASAM throughout the rest of the tri-state area. Brought to you by Bud Light. We're enjoying a little yacht rock on today's show. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, everybody, make sure you download the iHeartRadio app. You can pick up all four Green Legion Radio shows. Green Legion Radio, Get Tank Tappy Hour with Tank and Quimby, Ice to Shorts Winter Sports with Zach and Diaz, and, of course, our newest show, Baseball Brunch with Greg Murphy and Chris Sack. An absolute hit right away. Also, do not forget, as of Sunday, Easter Sunday, you will be able to meet Greg Murphy and Chris Sack while they are broadcasting live on Fox Sports The Gambler at 11 a.m. on Sunday from Philly Live Casino in the FanDuel Sport and Social Bar. You can't miss them. They're going to be under all of the big TVs. It is a hit show right from the beginning. I don't want to say any more because I don't want Sack's balls to get bigger than they already are. Or is it? Slash will be there too. Yeah. The best part, Quimby will not be there. <laughs> oh wow! And you wonder why you don't have your own spinoff? Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I was yeah. about to say that. Even right? if he did have his own spinoff, he'd be just like Joey from Friends. It'll last yeah. one season. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Right. Wow! Everybody, everybody but Tank and Slash are fired. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, we only have 15 minutes in this segment. It's probably down to 14 now. I want to get through Phillies, Sixers, and Flyers in this segment. And when we come back for our final, uh, after our final break, I want to hit the quarterback factory. Oh, you guys are going to love that. Oh, uh, this is this is a good one. This is a good one. But uh, Diaz, why don't you lead the charge here and talk about uh, talk about the NBA, talk about the Sixers and Bede's return, and then Sack wants to ask you about Ben Simmons. Oh, that was Sack? Oh, man, I saw it on the run sheet. I thought that was the gobbler troll uh, asking about Ben Simmons since the All-Star break. Hasn't been playing too good. Um, this edition of Green Legion Radio is ending a little bit uh, early where we won't know the results of the game on Thursday. But the good news is MVP candidate Joel Embiid is making his return tonight, uh, Saturday, April 3rd, against Minnesota. He owns Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, excited just to get him back up there. He's been doing basketball activities. Wait, wait, wait. interrupting, because aren't you the one that said the reason why Embiid was injured was because he owned everybody on Washington's team? No, 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 no. I, I didn't say that. You could just dunk freely at any point in time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, these are traffic cones out there for Joel Embiid. He just runs right by them. You know, what the hell are they doing out there? We should, they should just forfeit the game, but... Um, uh, the Sixers are going to have a, another little mini road trip uh, next week, um, and then they'll be home for the bulk of the end of the month of April. So um, we're getting down a playoff wire. George Hill um, still not with us. 
They're hoping to get him back by mid-April. He had a uh, broken thumb on a shooting hand in January, and the cast came off about a week or two before uh, we picked him up. But he, he, he's been steady. He's a playoff performer. He's, he's a guy that you can trust with the ball. He's not going to blow your blow anyone's socks off or anything like that. Um, I was thinking about this during break. This is a good time. You know, Embiid's coming back. The Sixers are, are, are going to make a playoff run. We're talking about the NFL draft. Philly's opening day on time. They, they're, they're, they've got a full schedule. Um, and the Flyers, uh, have good, good news for the Flyers, um, they don't, they're not going to be playing golf this April. They'll be playing golf in May. Uh, but everything is almost about normal, how we would really expect it. So uh, we're going to have a great spring. Um, and, that, and, and that's your little Sixers. Of, oh, Kyle, you've got a question or a comment. I'm hoping about the Flyers. No, it's a legit Sixers question. When when George Hill comes back, is that going to take playing time away from Shake Milton since he's the secondary primary ball handler right now? I think you're going to see an overlap of all three of them. Uh, okay. I mean, he, he because can I can definitely see like the the typical Sixers fans being like, "Oh, well, Shake's getting his minutes diminished." You know, uh, I, it's taking me off. I, I think George Hill. George Hill is more of a, a more of a spot up shooter and distributor than Shake. I'm not saying Shake doesn't do that, but Shake's more like that create create the offense on his own and go to the go to the hoop. Um, George, not exactly the same guy. Very overlapping skills, but you'll see George Hill in, in crunch time some nights with, yes. with Simmons. Um, he's a vet. He's a you know he's older, um, but he he doesn't make a lot of mental mistakes. So uh, you know. George Hill for playoff time, definitely. I yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. What's up, Zach? And even better was watching Zach's face when you guys just said all of it. Zach was like, what the hell? <laughs> Go ahead, hit us. Uh, my question for you, Diaz, is is like it, it feels like Ben Simmons ups his game so much to make the all-star team, and then once he makes the all-star team after that, it's just faux pas. Like, it, it doesn't matter as much to him anymore. Like, is, is this just him taking a little bit of, like, a reprieve off? Like, a you know, maybe he's just monitoring his own minutes on his own because he knows what the stretch run is like down, you know, going down here towards the playoffs. Because, like, I just haven't seen the same fire in him. Um, and and B being out, he needed to be the guy to step up, and the guy that stepped up the most, um, not really the last couple games, but it's been Tobias Harris. If Ben Simmons is supposed to be the second star on this team, Danny Green too. Where where, where is he at? I, I, I it's a good good question, fair point. Um, Tobias Harris is the the highest paid player on the team, so he, we should be expecting this from Tobias Harris. That's what we're paying him. Uh, for. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's what you have to. Hey, you pay you you pay you guys. You rely on them, but 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 they pay Ben Simmons a lot too. Hollis is the highest paid person on this radio show, and he doesn't bring Dick Vitale to the table. <laughs> Good job, Quimby. Way to go. Way to step on your own joke. Has anyone checked Quimby for Parkinson's or Alzheimer's lately here? He's getting up there. Uh, but to answer, your que- to answer your question, Sack, though, I think a lot of it, polio. I, I think a lot of it, what, what happens is, Without Embiid on the floor, you said polio, you son of a bitch. Slash said it. He's big <laughs> Vital. I think without Embiid on the floor, I know this sounds funny because Embiid is down the block, but you know we do see Embiid out, you know, out, out beyond the three point line. Sometimes there isn't as much space with Dwight Howard down there. Dwight Howard is not go, is not playing out, but, but so there's a less less room for Simmons to to get in there, and also. Similar to a problem on the Flyers, I think. I mean, we know this. 
a lot of this with Ben Simmons, his play is up in his head. Um, it, you know, it, it, he was shooting his free throws at like a 75% clip the last 10 games before the All-Star break. And, and since then, he's like one for four every night. He was going to the line nine times. He was hitting six or seven a game. I mean, and now it's not. So uh, it, it, the good thing is he did say the other night, I think, went, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night, um, they asked about the loss to uh, Denver. And he said, I don't know. I got to get my S together, though. So that's what you want to hear from him. It sounded sincere. Um, I guess Zach, we're gonna we're going to. Oh no, we still got five minutes to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was that was a typo. No worries. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, so Simmons. I, I think that if you if you heard that that him give that answer the other night, if you actually heard it and not just read it, it sounded like he was pretty PO, PO'd at himself. We'll see when the B comes back. They 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 get it back together. It is concerning, but uh, we're not jumping off the the Walt Whitman yet. Diaz, on your Dwight Howard comment, so you're saying the backup centers we've brought in the last two years have been complete dog crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, Dwight Howard's a good backup, but when you're relying on him for starters minutes, that's not what you want to be doing. It's not a good situation. And if he, in the playoffs, if he, if he comes in for eight minutes a game, like that's, that's fine. But you're also blaming the, you're blaming his lack of production on the fact that Dwight Howard's down there. He's been ejected like two out of three games here. So <laughs> that's like, true. You know, so you really can't you really can't use that excuse for Ben. But you know, I I understand what you're saying, and it's just a matter of I, I I'm glad that he's speaking out now. Now that he knows that you know Embiid's going to be back in a couple of days, I would have loved to have rather seen him say something like that two weeks ago when we really needed him. Sack. Uh, let's uh, let's move on from the Sixers. Diaz, do you have anything else you want to add? We're we're running out. Yeah, of time. let's go. Let's let's get some. Play- I'm ready for playoffs this May and June and hopefully July. All right, uh, Zach, why don't you give us a little bit of baseball talk right now and maybe uh, a, a precursor to what you and Murph are going to be talking about this Sunday on baseball brunch. Yeah, so big big Phillies win on Thursday on opening day, six and two thirds innings out of uh, out of Aaron Nola. Uh, his last pitch was a cookie to uh, to Kung Fu Panda Pablo Sandoval. I hate that son of a bitch. Um, it's still all these years later after 2010, but nonetheless uh, they got the job done in extra innings. Gene Segura getting it done. Uh, they still have that stupid extra inning rule, which actually helped us out in this circumstance uh, where you start the runner at second base. Yeah, I know you like that Diaz because you're a clown. But I, I really can't stand that extra inning rule. I'm, I'm more of the old school in, in that degree. Join uh, Quimby. But hey, they start, they start out the season. <laughs> yeah, they, they start out the season one and zero, which, which is fantastic, especially at home. Eighty eight hundred fans are back in the stands. <laughs> 8,800 8, fans back in the stands. It felt great hearing booze again. It felt great hearing cheers again. This upcoming episode tomorrow from 11 to noon with Baseball Brunch with Greg Murphy and Chris Sack, we will be covering the first two games of the series. So we just touched a little bit on uh, on the home opener, but we also have today's game on Saturday at 4.05, so we're going to talk about that as well. And also leading into the 135 start time on Sunday, so kind of like a pregame for the Sunday show. Hopefully we're looking at a sweep, uh, so we need a big game out of Zach Wheeler before we get to Zach Eflin on uh, Sunday. And we also, just to sprinkle a little bit of fun, because we only have a few days' worth of games to talk about, uh, I'm going to be doing in the middle segment, Ask Murph. So yeah. you know how everybody's been doing, you know, Murph has been interviewing people for years. Well, I'm going to be interviewing Murph. We're going to ask a bunch of fun questions, uh, you know, like who's 
who is his, uh, you know, what's his favorite ballpark to visit? Which one does he not like the most? Uh, who was the most difficult player to deal with? What was it like exactly. dealing with Dave Kapler? It's absolutely Wrigley Field on a rooftop when you do an Eagles chant. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, but you know, what was it like to deal with Gabe Kaplan? Tack, I'll get to you a sec. And okay. uh, we're also going to give out some predictions for our games on Sunday afternoon. And uh, we're also giving away two sets of tickets, uh, four tickets for both Tuesday against the Mets, April 6th, and Wednesday afternoon, 4.05. I have two more trivia questions lined up. I'll be getting the videos to Jansen to make sure that he will play them on time so we don't have to play the pause again. And uh, I'm looking forward to taking Quimby, it was, it was fantastic being the host of the show and, uh, you know, leading the show for once, and I'm looking forward to doing it again this week. I think, I think so, you did an absolute awesome hell of a job. Great job. You, you guys, you, it sounded like you guys have been doing it for three years. The only problem with the show, it's only one hour. We got to get that second hour in there. Uh, uh, there's Diaz spending my money. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, buddy. You've been you've been hanging tight. Yeah, no, I was I was watching it. I was watching the game earlier, and uh, we went to the bullpen, and uh, I don't know how to put this, but we walked the first guy with four pitches. Oh, that's Hector Neris. He, uh, no, 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 that was that was Archie Bradley. Oh, Archie uh, Bradley. Uh, and then, I don't I don't know about you, but I was like, here we. Go Here we again. go again. A and little then, white snake. Now, did, now, I want I want to know from you what what, we, what, what was going through your mind because I know you watch baseball kind of like I do. Well, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> Bradley made it interesting look, with, look, with look, kids. Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made it interesting, but Alvarado was the one that really made it interesting in the eighth inning. Hector Neris looked really sharp in the ninth inning. Uh, the sli- he's been working in a slider to go along. Uh, with a split finger. Uh, and then in the, in the 10th inning, Connor Brogdon, young, young kid comes on, guys starting out in second base in extra innings and big play by Roman Quinn, making the catch, making the two outs and throwing the runner out at home plate. JT Romuto, fantastic job. Oh, uh, JT, how about his bat in the uh, first game after a contract? Yeah, hey, two hits, uh, him and mean Gene Segura, both with two hits, the only ones with multiple hits in the game. Um, you know, the Phillies have to, you know, they have to score the runs when runners are on base. They left too many runners on base, in my opinion. Uh, but, but this, this Atlanta Braves rotation is really top heavy. And, uh, you know, so you got to get to the middle of relief and, and the Braves give them full credit, man. Their middle relief did a really good job keeping that a game. Zach, what do you, do you think Gene Segura is better at the plate when he's not relied upon as much to be? potent offense like we expected when he first came in here because yeah. I, I kind of feel like pressure's off and he he might he might be the player that we wanted him to be when uh, when we brought him in yeah there's absolutely less pressure when you're batting seven as compared to where we wanted him to bat in two um i always thought that he would be the ideal tool hole hitter uh for this team because he he just has so much control with his bat through the zone where he can put the ball anywhere that he wants to but when his head is right and i think it might be a little bit too much for him in that two hole down at the down at the bottom part of the order in the seven spot he he's got so much potential down there that that really will help us out in the long run. This lineup goes to him. It's that deep, and then whatever you get out of the eight and out of the pitcher is just an just an added bonus. You guys, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, one hundred two point five FM, Philadelphia, one hundred four point one Trenton, WDAS AM, throughout the rest of the tri-state area. Brought to you by Bud Light. When we come back, we're going to talk for about twenty seconds of the sinking ship that is the. Philadelphia Flyers. Nice. Nice. 
about Michael Strahan's gap. And we're going to finish with the quarterback <laughs> factory. Everybody, Yacht Rock Extraordinaire number one song right now. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports the Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia, 104.1 Trenton, WDASAM all over the city and the rest of the tri-state area. You guys, if you don't listen to this show, all right, you're missing out on quality, quality humor from top to bottom. We're texting each other during the show for stuff that we can't say or talk about on air, you know, giving each other a little bit of direction. First of all, Captain, if you keep talking about Diaz Nation, bro, I'm going to make you sit behind me as opposed to next to me for all the games moving forward. Right. People have spoken. Yeah. The person, the person has spoken. Yeah. Diaz Nation far and wide. Here, here we go. Let me give you a little a tidbit here before we get into this real fast because we only have a few minutes left. Captain sends a message over uh, 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 on social media. Uh, haha, no feud. They need to get with the program. Diaz is the straw that stirs this show's drink. First of all, Captain, I only have one message for you, sir. Because the good news is you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not paying attention to the room right now. I'm having a, 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 a lot of uh, a lot going on here with this run sheet, which is the biggest run sheet we've had in, in months. And I get a message from Sack, and it goes, dude. You need to stop this right now. And I had no idea what he was talking about. It was Captain's message. And then we get a we we get a message from Slash. I didn't think Diaz would stoop so low to make a burner account. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you defame the nation? That is terrible. First you, off, if if Cap if Captain Will Demps defends okay. this country for the US and uh, Zach, let's get to uh, the Flyers here real fast. We only have about 30 seconds. We want to get into the quarterback factory. Uh, talk to us. What, the, only thing that's, the only thing that's more garbage right now than Captain Dem's Diaz Nation takes is the Flyers. Uh, absolutely putrid, awful, pathetic. It's unbelievable. I'm at a loss for words at, at the last couple of weeks. You know, losing nine to three, losing eight to nothing, or not nine to nothing, eight to three. One the other day. It's it's just it's just bad. You know, they, you're losing three nothing to a team that lost seventeen in a row, and then you come back and you win a game in overtime, and in the very next game you lose six to one against a team that lost eighteen in a row. It's just been absolutely horrendous. I I I wish I had the the right answers, but if you listen to everybody on that team and and the coaching staff, they have no idea what the hell the right answers are either. Uh, we just lost Diaz. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God. Jeez. <laughs> Where is he going here? Is he going to be back? Oh my god! I don't. I, well, hold on. I, hopefully, I didn't know Diaz was was Brian Colangelo with that burner <laughs> account. <laughs> All right, yeah, good. Let's talk about the quarterback factory, everybody. Uh, I've been dying to talk about this. We talked about it a little bit on Get Tanked on Tuesday. Yeah. Which, by the way, is moving back to Monday starting next week. Oh, cool. Uh, we don't want to. With the time difference down here, we're two hours behind now, and we don't want to start our show at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We don't even get a chance to have a meal. Uh, and we also don't want to, to impress upon uh, the time that Sack and D has both family uh, family guys uh, starting at 8 o'clock. So we're moving to Monday again, and we'll probably stay Monday from here on out once we uh, once we get back. Oh, there's Diaz. Yeah, Diaz All right, Pumpkin, you're back. Hi. Wait, this is weird though. It came back on as, as I was with you. I, I think I, whatever happened with Sam happened to me. It wouldn't. Hey, listen, with me and, and all this, you know, don't 
Start bringing up the show from last week. Are we done with the fires, though? Did I miss the rest of it? You missed it. You can catch up on podcasts, though. So we didn't mention about Claude Giroux is this great player that's gotten past the second round once in a decade and how this this has been the wheel of mediocrity that the Sixers fans wanted to get off of between 2003 and 2013. Okay, just because Diaz doesn't realize we're on a time limit again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, quarterback factory, you ready for this? All right, I want to talk about everything that's taking place with the quarterback factory and the genius that is the general manager. You let your MVP Super Bowl quarterback, Nick Foles, go twice. Twice. In place of? Sammy Sleeves. Sammy Sleeves, everybody. Sammy (laughs) Sleeves. All right. MVP. Super Bowl, a, 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 an Alshon Jeffrey drop away from a second NFC championship game. And he finally got the Patriots monkey off your back. You don't let that guy go. You signed Carson Wentz to a hundred-plus million-dollar deal, having never played a single snap of playoff football. Your franchise quarterback gets knocked out of after only six plays against the Seahawks. I get it. Awful play. Tank has a different take on that. Tank says Carson should have went down. You're too important yeah. to, to worry yeah. about that. We understand it's a Decision crappy hit. Whatever it is. And with so many other glaring holes on this team, you spent a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts last year, completely destroying the psyche of your franchise quarterback, your $100-plus million-dollar quarterback. Now what do you do? Well, you start amassing draft picks. You start leaking rumors about Zach Wilson from BYU. The only way we're going to trade up to three is if we can get Zach Wilson. What do you think Jalen Hurts' psyche is? Like, we know Jalen Hurts has been through this already. Correct. I, he, I think he has a little bit more ice in his veins than Carson may have. Uh, may have. But you're amassing uh, these, these picks in order to probably take another quarterback. So what do you do there? And then your big free agent signing. Joe Flacco. Damn. How in the hell do you have the temerity to try to sell to this town, this fan base, that you're a quarterback factory? You're a quarterback disaster. You have not had your franchise quarterback since Donovan McNabb, and I am pained. I took four Advil prescription. Naproxen, so I could talk about this because it absolutely hurts me to say that we haven't had our franchise quarterback since 2010. Number five will always love you. (laughs) Diaz, I want your take. You got 60 seconds. Sack, you got 60 seconds. Tank, finish it up, and then we're going to get out of here. Roseman, I hate to give him some credit, but he he's already said it's the it's the stupidest thing he's ever said, uh, calling out the quarterback factory. And 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 I know where Tank is going to go when I say this, but once you pay Carson Wentz a hundred million dollars, you got to cater to him. I know he's got to earn it on the field. I know I that I know all that stuff. I agree with you. Hundred percent. Like, like you just you last year at this time I was saying they're going to pick Jalen Rager and they did and people were upset it wasn't Ceedee Lamb because I knew in the second round they're going to pick an offensive lineman or something else to help your your franchise quarterback win and he just screwed it all up. Uh, they don't they they don't, I think what they meant to say was we're going to invest in the quarterback position. We have our first quarterback and our second quarterback. He's not a backup quarterback. He's a second quarterback. They don't mind putting a lot of money there, but uh, they. they if you're a quarterback factory, you have to help the quarterbacks. Davion Taylor, not helping. Jalen Hurt, Hurts, not helping your franchise quarterback. And now he's gone. And now we have nothing. So uh, it's, 
it's a mess. I, I can't wait to travel with the Green Legion this year, but I don't. The Eagle season, uh, I'll, I'll wake me up in two years. Yeah, Zach. Listen, man, the, the Oompa Loompas would refuse the work in this factory, okay? The, this quarterback factory is absolutely broken, and it, it just starts with the fact that like, like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. <laughs> absolutely, you know? I, I, I look at it, I like Jalen Hurts, and I want him to play. I want to see him play this year. And we always harp on the backup quarterback. I hope Joe Flacco never even touches the field. The only reason why that picked by bringing him in here sucks is because last year he made $1.5 and then we decided to give an extra two million dollars when he was owing four for the Jets. I, I I know why we had to bring in a veteran quarterback, but why this guy who refused to mentor the, the two previous young quarterbacks or that were underneath of him. So I, I I just don't understand the logic of the whole quarterback factory because it actually it doesn't work. It's 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 flawed. It's failing. And as, if we don't get anything out of Jalen Hurts this year, you have potentially, hopefully three first-round picks next year to where you can go and get your guy. But if Jalen Hurts turns out that this guy can play at an at NFL level and Nick Sirianni isn't the doofus that he is in his press conferences and that everybody imagines to be, and he can, he is a head coach, we're looking pretty good for 2022 with those first-round draft picks and actually having cap space to where we can lure in free agency. Well, uh, now that you got that off your chest, uh, <laughs> well, if the, the funny thing is, is uh, if you, if our quarterback didn't have a wasn't if our quarterback wasn't often hurt, then we wouldn't have to get anybody in the second round. Uh, the quarterback is supposed to make the team better. He's supposed to be the general. You guys just said he he, he took us to the playoffs with literally nothing. It's like, but uh, were you were you a competitor? And, and a true competitor, and, and everybody always continues to. And what did we talk about on Get Tanked? The difference between regular season football and playoff football. Exactly. And it, it's, it's like, and they're, and they're not being a smart quarterback and not making quality decisions. So the thing that I think, I think that's happened is, and this, and they, these were rumors and they were, they became true. He doesn't like to be coached tough. You have to be able to be coached tough. You have to, be, you have to welcome competition. This is a competition uh, sport. So. With a, I don't have a problem with what they did, but uh, but I understand I understand his take on it. But what he was supposed to do, what he was supposed to come out and handle his business. That's a, that's a, that's how I always feel. When they bring somebody in to take my job, I'm kicking the ass and taking names, point blank. Diaz, less than thirty seconds. Uh, let's talk, Joe Flacco. Is there a quarterback that is on the the complete more polar opposite than what Jalen Hurts is? I mean, I don't care about the $2 million, but you have Jalen, like, you, then your backup should be Terod Taylor or something along there, Jacoby Brissett, something like that. If, if, if something happens with Hurts, he's ineffective, he stinks, he gets hurt. We have to, like, get a, a complete new offense for Statue Joe back there. It's, uh, there's no, hold there's on. nothing overlapping here. Think about what your offensive line did to Carson last year. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, or, but also the uh, and the offensive line saying Carson should have got rid of the ball. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, if, if, if Flacco behind that line, that's criminal. You guys, you guys have to understand the thirty second and the one minute rule. We've got fifteen seconds. Sack. Get out, anything out you want. We got to go. You can't bring in Tyrod Taylor or Jacoby Brissett because Tyrod Taylor signed for $12.5 million with Houston, and Jacoby Brissett has a shot to eventually start in Miami if Tua sucks. So those guys weren't coming here. You brought in the statue. You already have one of Nick Foles out there. Maybe eventually he'll be back here as another one. Slash. I don't. I, 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 I need to know what our QB is, but we can't have a fair assessment if we don't have offensive weapons. Q. Yeah, I get it. 
I get it. You guys, we don't have any time for get it off your chest. <laughs> you guys, again, you got to listen. That was show. mine. <laughs> All, right. All right, good, good. We we are enjoying the hell out of the, what this show has turned into. It's almost like Eric Cartman evolving over 23 seasons of South Park. All right. Screw but, you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> screw you guys, we're going home. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, 104.1 FM Trenton WDAS AM through the rest of the tri-state area brought to you by Bud Light. Make sure you download the iHeartRadio app. Check out Get Tanked Happy Hour. I'm sorry, we're Saturday. Check out Baseball Brunch tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock live on Fox Sports The Gambler 102.5 FM. Check out Get Tanked Happy Hour on Monday. Ice to Shorts Winter Sports on Tuesday. We're back for our recording on Thursday for next Saturday's show. Everybody, we appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow.